Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. This episode is hosted by Miguel Cortinez. Miguel is an entrepreneur that is passionate about technology innovation, international trade and investment, as well as community projects. Miguel is a managing director of Innova International Corporation and focuses his practice in assisting companies to explore business opportunities in Mexico and Latin America. Miguel serves in the board of directors of the Canadian Council for the Americas and is president and founder of Casa Mexico Foundation. Let's join Miguel now as he interviews his guest, Naomi Pereira. Take it away, Miguel. Hello, Naomi, and welcome to this Rainforest podcast. And we are very glad of having you here today. Hi, Miguel. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you. Well, uh, I would like to know more about you. I think I met you probably two years ago, one year ago, but uh, I know that you are working in some technological projects, but I would like to start first to know more about Naomi Pereira. Who is Naomi and where are you coming from? Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, so I am originally from Venezuela. I, uh, you know, we came here to Canada about... Uh, going to be 19 well in 2001 and I always have said that my parents uh, kind of shipped me here because I was young I was not really uh, focused on uh, you know I, I wasn't at, at, at an age that I had to decide what to do next and they were my my help uh, into figuring that out and I am very grateful um, that they did um, at that time, I, uh, I arrived here and, you know, just fresh out of high school, wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And I am thankful that I have very supportive parents um, that in a time where you're supposed to know and figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life, I had the support and time to really um, dig in and explore. The first thing I did, obviously, was to uh, learn English learn English, come here, immerse myself into, into this beautiful country, uh, into the cold, cold winters, uh, which we don't have any in Venezuela. So that was, that was a radical change. And um, yeah, I started exploring what I wanted to do with my life. Um, so the first thing I wanted to uh, explore with uh, two very different, um, I guess, trajectories of my life or, or paths uh, one had to do with animal care, veterinarian kind of type uh, career, and the other one was design and architecture and construction. And um, for a while, I worked in various, uh, I volunteered in various rehabs, animal centers, and veterinary clinics. And and soon after that, I, f I found out that I wasn't, it wasn't my calling to be a veterinary. I love animals and uh, basically, they're, they're a strong um, why in my life I do things, but it wasn't really my vocation. Um, so I decided then to explore more into the architectural uh, part of my, my uh, 
love, like what I wanted to do. And I went into SAIT. So mm-hmm. I took my career there, uh, architectural technologist. I enjoyed it very, very much. But after I graduated, I felt that I still needed to explore a bit more. Maybe it wasn't veterinary clinics and just seeing sick animals and just normally dogs and cats. So I ventured into going to South Africa to do a volunteer for three months uh, with wild um, monkeys. And at that time, um, I learned a lot about myself. It was actually... uh, very hard challenges. I had uh, moved to Canada with my family, brother and sister and and such, but going to South Africa for, for three months on my own, backpacking, being in the middle of nowhere, was really uh, an awakening for me. Um, I realized that I did not want to be in the middle of nowhere, uh, but also uh, started to learn more about my tenacity, my persistence, my uh, ability to achieve what I, the creations basically that I wanted to have in my life. So after I came back, um, I said, okay, I, you know, it's not, it's not a veterinary clinic. It's not a wild uh, setting. So I better just keep to construction. <laughs> so that's what I did. I, I, I started working in interior design, mostly in interior design of my career. Uh, doing a lot of office layouts, furnishing, uh, interior design, and then I went into residential. Mm-hmm. And in residential, I really enjoyed um, that path. Uh, it was it was so creative, um, and I had the freedom to create, and that I loved. So after a short um, career in that, I got invited to open my first business venture. And it was, you know, I, I always noticed that in my everything that I did, uh, I always wanted to give a little bit more, a little bit more. I worked in these uh, companies and I wanted more. I wanted to contribute more. But I also saw that, you know, a lot of my employees just wanted out at 5 p.m. They were going home and it wasn't about working. I, I really enjoyed the feeling of uh, bringing something to life and bringing more and and giving giving more of myself. And um, what what was the name of the company? Your first company? I used to work at HBI. I think they changed their name, uh, but it was Heritage Building Interiors. And then I worked at Pop Interior Design. And um, actually, she inspired me quite a lot. She was a, uh, a woman entrepreneur as well, building her business. And um, so seeing her run her business inspired me, inspired me for sure. So after I got invited to this uh, new business uh, opportunity that I had to become a general contractor for kitchen and bath, I did that for 10 years. And I worked uh, for large projects, they were dreamy projects, high-end, million-dollar homes, uh, traveled uh, to Kelowna, you know, all around, um, not only in in Alberta. Uh, But there's three things, I think, that happened, two or three things that happened and made a lot of noise in in my career. And the first one was that after uh, probably about five or six years into my career, I started feeling like I was a little empty. There wasn't a purpose. There wasn't a why other than a cosmetic renovation for somebody else. And although I enjoyed um, being able to apply my creative side, I also was lacking the meaningful 
and that now is well known the why are you doing things absolutely and um so that that kind of made some noise there for a bit and then um one client that came into into my office um wanting to do a small renovation she wanted just to change some countertops a little bit of painting a little bit of plumbing and at that time well established contractors like myself at that time didn't take small jobs because they were you know it takes the same effort to move people from a big job into a small job and this client kept coming back and kept coming back and i said well you know i'm sorry we don't really uh take this kind of jobs and but she kept coming back and so i said okay i'll help you i laid out my fees and she said perfect let's go ahead and and for me it was the realization that after talking to her that she had been to various contractors and no one really wanted no one really was paying attention to a small job and she really wanted you know it was a pain for her she wanted to have her home obviously reflect what she wanted to create so um after that job it was something that i started noticing okay well um why aren't contractors taking on on these sm- small jobs and who is out there that's actually taking them so i pinned that kind of in my my unconsciousness and um it and then it came my turn to become a homeowner wanting to do something small and you would think that me being in the industry it would have been a lot easier well i was already sometimes even pulling favors for my sister, my brother, my cousin from my trade. So I didn't want to do that for myself. And so I did with what any other homeowner does, and that's go to Kijiji <laughs> and try to find somebody there. Actually, no, a step back. I did what homeowners do, and it's try to do it themselves mm-hmm. <laughs> within a busy schedule. So what I wanted to do is change the two uh, bedrooms, uh, flooring and the two bedrooms I had. And I said, okay, I, I know how to do this. I'm going to go get my uh, tile. And, you know, my husband and I were going to do this. Big mistake, big mistake. We um, spent so much time uh, moving things around, not knowing what we were doing, and it the f- finished product wasn't really great. So I told him, I am not doing that again. The second bedroom can s- stay as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, soon soon after we had uh, recuperated from that, we said, okay, we'll, we're, we'll find somebody in Kijiji. And uh, that's what we did. And being a contractor, I knew how to avoid um, the mistakes homeowners make, uh, you know, that actually have generated quite the bad reputation in the construction industry. So I asked my questions as for references and hired this individual that was brilliant. His skills were so great. And he did that bedroom in like half a day where it took us like a month (laughs) Mm -hmm. to do the other one. And then after that, I realized um, that individuals like this one, I I kept his contact and actually rehired him for a lot of my project that needed, uh, needed attention to detail and smaller things done at the end of the day. I opened myself to the opportunity to get to know these individuals. And I discovered that a lot of them are immigrants who have actually uh, arrived to this country with a skill set. 
They're plumbers, they're carpenters, they're tilers, they're painters, they're brilliant at what they do, but they lack the knowledge of actually creating a successful business. Mm-hmm. So um, I think those three components um, basically m- made me become and, and uh, 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 move into the space uh, that I am in today. Mm-hmm. Well, now with that, uh, you can tell me more about your, your new venture, because I know that you, you, your second company is Jobjar that uh, yes. you have been running for some years. But uh, tell me more about how Jobjar was uh, created and how technology has impacted in your company. Absolutely. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I, I, my, my three things of lack of uh, my connection to meaning, to a why I was doing things, my discovery of homeowners problem and this was over and over not only her this client that i helped but my family uh, my friends everybody uh, kind of kept coming to me looking for for answers and the the realization that there is actually a manpower out there that can solve uh, and help homeowners help solve these small jobs around the house and so one day I uh, basically woke up with, with this idea in mind. I said, I am going to create, and I love technology, by the way, I use technology for everything that I can that will facilitate and, and help my life be just that more s- simple, mm-hmm. simplest you can, so you can actually focus on what is really important. And so one day I woke up with this idea and I said, okay, I am going to create a database of uh, trades, which we like to call skilled doers. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to connect them with homeowners. And I'm going to be in the middle. I'm not exactly sure but how this is going to go because I'm not tech. But, you know, there's a lot of problems I can solve here. So um, that's basically how the idea was born. And today, how I defined um, JobJar is that it's, it's a technology platform that is empowering local trades, small independent, um, Joe in a truck type and, uh, type trades to, um, build a reputation and a successful business with our help. So it's a very simple concept. It's a platform. It's a marketplace platform that connects homeowners with skill doers. And for the homeowner, homeowner is very simple. They post a job, they get multiple quotes from reputable um, contractors around them. They, then homeowner now has in their hands the ability to check, obviously, on, re- on price, but reviews, background, availability of the individuals, and then from there make a choice of who to hire. Once they hire, then the platform takes the payment and distributes it out to the skill doer. On the skill doer side, um, it's where my true meaning and, and why I'm doing this is because I recognize um, the gaps that they face when they arrive here or just individuals that, you know, are very talented, but they're, they, they lack the business um, side of things. So in the background, um, I'm looking to build more tools and access to information on how they can actually become better professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, we help them with quoting. We help them with invoicing. At the end of the year, they just have to go back and download everything. And 
you know, you probably know, Miguel, that this, this industry is a lot of, uh, informal and any from my, from our countries too, a lot of cash transactions. And I think that is, uh, greatly, uh, great part of it is because they lack the knowledge of credit and how we actually can build uh, a better life here with credit. And if you do cash, unfortunately, there's, there's no record. Um, so giving them that understanding, uh, really is why, uh, what moves me and what really, uh, uh, empowers me every day. That's great. So how many, how many skilled doers do you have right now and how? Yeah. Um, so, uh, with all, obviously it's no, uh, it's not, uh, I guess, uh, it's common knowledge that Alberta is going through obviously a very tough time. And so for us having this opportunity for trades, um, has been very well welcomed. Uh, we have 1300, um, skilled doors right now and, um, about 5,000 homeowners. Now we are a platform that does not just stop here in Calgary. Uh, we are in Red Deer, well, all the major uh, cities, Edmonton and Calgary and surrounding areas. And um, we're moving into Manitoba, BC, and an expansion soon to come in Toronto. That's great. That's great. No, I, yeah. I, I know that I have talked to you and you are always very busy. <laughs> yes, and you told I'm me sorry. that you are expanding, right? So, yeah. No, that's, that's, a, that's a great uh, tool because, yeah, I think, I think, People need sometimes right, this kind of help and and just to put all the talents together. So yeah. what are your plans to expand? You are planning to expand international as well? Is some, some of your big dreams? Yes. So um, big dreams is uh, technology doesn't really have any barriers anymore. Um, it is about, I guess, navigating the ecosystems between countries with the fundamental knowledge of how are we different and how do we... Uh, basically adjust to the local um, economies and culture and all of this. So um, I speak Spanish and that's an advantage, I think. So we are looking into expand into uh, Mexico City. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a partner there and um, he's wanting to take the platform there as well because the business model that we have based on a social high, high social impact will be very well received um, into, into that informal economy. Um, we've also been selected out of 257 startups into a soft launching in France um, because of that as well. So, so big, big dreams, big hope, um, and we just need, I guess, you know, manpower and enough and, and, and enough hours in the day to do to to get to where we want to go. Now you imagine. So how how different in your vision is to work uh, here in Alberta and probably in Toronto or probably in Mexico City or probably in France? Is uh, right. I think it's the same basics, but how the culture impact your 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 product or your Yes, um, that is a very good uh, uh, question. I think for Alberta, being the economy that, and being in the economy that we have right now, where it's things a little bit slower, um, it is people are looking for other alternatives, diversification, di- diversification of their 
incomes and uh, where maybe Toronto or even Vancouver are um, on the higher side of their economy boom, right? Um, so, but there's still, because we know and identify who our skilled doers are, um, we find that there is commonalities between um, all the provinces mm. that will actually excel uh, and and help us uh, in our success. Uh, thank you, Naomi. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have a certification program, can, some kind of training? Is part of the part of the business model as well? Uh, so not in terms of skills, um, but they do get verified and they get a check mark of verification. So what we do is we allow uh, the skill doers to sign up, but if they want to get verified and actually in front of the homeowners, then we request two verifiable references, one background check, um, proof of insurance, and in a, a complete profile, basically. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's great. So, and how many people in the company? How? What is the manpower that you have right now? Um, we could definitely be uh, more. And it's challenging for us to be a startup um, because obviously you start from uh, very limited resources. So uh, right now we're a group of four. Um, and I am looking into obviously getting more funding for us to grow our team so we can do a lot more and have a lot more impact. Uh, I have seen that in Alberta or in the government of Canada is uh, helping a lot of the startup companies. Is, uh, do you receive some kind of grant or funding from the, the federal or provincial government? Or? Um, you know, there is a lot of grants in, 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 in accessible for us. Um, we were lucky that at the start of our path is... We were ver we were supported by uh, Alberta, actually Alberta Women Entrepreneurs, um, IRAP, um, Alberta Innovates as a mentor as well was very present to us. So there is there is a lot of support, and now it's our responsibility to get out there and actually uh, bring that into the companies. So no, that's that's great. Now we are very very helpful. Very. Blessful to be in Canada, right? Yeah. There is a lot of support for the small companies and startups. Yes, absolutely. That's great. That's great. So how, well, tell me more about the, I know that you received some uh, awards like the uh, Immigrant of Distinction <laughs> Awards, and but tell me more about the awards that you have received. Sure. Um, well, they, you know, I am so honored to to get recognized because at the end of the day, even if I wasn't recognized, I would still do what I'm doing, but it's always that um, reassurance, right? Um, so yes, Immigrants of Distinction Award um, was one of my uh, recognitions, uh, business women, business uh, as well, Alberta women entrepreneurs. And I think what it is about uh, for those recognitions is that fuel, fuel, right? Feel that you're heading into the right direction. So uh, keep going, keep going, no, don't stop. It gets tough, it gets challenging, um, but when you get recognized is, is okay. You know, I can, I can breathe, breathe and keep going. <laughs> That's great. And I, I, I know that uh, I read your, uh, your resume here and you are joining the university, right? Tell me more about what are you doing right now? In the okay. university? So no, I started, uh, I taught actually Bow Valley um, mm -hmm. College and did a uh, certification of uh, mass uh, marketing mm -hmm. in the University of Calgary. But I also 
you know, I always recognize that you never stop learning. There, you never stop learning. So I'm always wanting to know um, how I can complement what I have uh, right now. And I think it's an entrepreneurial thing as well. I started businesses without having a business knowledge. Uh, you know, the paper that says that you have that business knowledge. So it's always in the back of my mind. Where, where, what things am I missing? What things could I improve on? And so I am open, very much open into education and continuing education, basically. So I give back by teaching um, others whenever I can. I'm, I'm not currently doing it any more. Um, but I did and I enjoy it very much. And I, so I take courses that are specific to a challenge that I may be um, having. That's great. Yeah. Now, for the listeners that are following this podcast, and I think you are an inspiration for many people. What, why, what is your recommendation for entrepreneur people and people that want to do something new or take the risk or find this why that you mentioned before yes and this could be a long list <laughs> but i don't think we have a lot of time um i would start with uh, mentorship mentorship is very important um and believing in yourself and i think if you actually surround yourself with people that encourage you and believe in you then you you also believe in yourself even a little bit more right um do not listen to people that uh, are have never played this game because i i believe that um you know a lot of our fears and our prejudice uh, get in our own way and when we're trying to actually get out of that box of um you know you will feel it. You will feel it when you want to do something new, innovative, disruptive, um, and branch out. Surround yourself with the right people that can actually support that along the way. That would be my first one. If in, and we can always have a chat. I'm, I'm accessible to, you know, a coffee or a, a phone call away. So. No, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Uh, well, I want to thank you for being here with us in this, um, leaders, innovators, and big ideas. I think you are a leader, you are an innovator, and you have big ideas. Thank you. And, Thank you. and Rainforest, Rainforest Alberta is, is part of this community, right? To create, yes. to share, to give back to the community. And you are an example, and you are a Canadian, Latina. So and <laughs> we are very proud of you. Thank um, you very, very much, uh, Miguel. Thank you for having me today. Thank you. Talk to you soon. If you haven't already, Visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-source, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social-barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This podcast was made possible by a generous contribution from Zinc Ventures and is hosted by volunteers from Rainforest Alberta. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.